What's up then, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. As usual, Midge, alongside me, my co-host, the Keg. Hi, guys. And joining us today for our off-season talk, 49ers episode, we have Jeresh uh, joining us today. How are we doing today? I'm good, man. I'm, I've been having a good week uh, with the free agency. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's all been... But you're uh, you're making some nice on. moves. Yeah. <laughs> No, definitely. Uh, before we get into it, uh, Josh, I'll let you um, explain all your page and the socials and everything else, you know, what you what you cover and everything you do. So I'll let you have the floor and explain to our listeners. Appreciate that time. Um, yeah, so I run a page called Our SF 49ers. It's a social media um, blog. It's turning into a pretty big um, kind of media out there. You know, I started it years ago, just covering the team. And now I have an Instagram. I have a Twitter, same name. I'm starting to get into YouTube and making podcasts and stuff like that. So pretty cool. You know, I try to cover everything, um, pretty much all the news, analysis, high, you know, highlight videos. Uh, you know, I cover everything on the Niners. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So I'll be making sure to have every link down uh, for the pages, guys. So keep an eye on that description. So we'll get right to it. So 49ers dress now. I mean, if any team had caught the injury bug, it was definitely you guys last year. I mean, both sides of the ball. I mean, just to name a few, when you lose someone like Nick Bosa for the year, George Kittle wasn't healthy for the majority of the year. You know, but we could go on. There was a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. which really didn't help anything. I mean, that obviously that just not derailed your season, but obviously it was always going to be hard to like make something work from, you know, any team even that's got good depth pieces can't always make it work, especially with them type of injuries. I mean, you had some surprise players. I mean, Brandon Oyuk had, uh, if I'm pronouncing it right, had a very good rookie year. I mean, considering you chucked him into quite a predominant role because of the injury, you know, especially Debo Samuel, he had he had like, quite a nice um, quite a nice season for his rookie year. Jason Verrett stood out as a good, you know, decent corner. You know, he had some nice guys make some impact with that with these injuries. But unfortunately, with all the injuries gone, I mean, he's only finished six and ten. Mm-hmm. I mean. From a fan's perspective, obviously you've been, you know, pulling Niners for a long, long time. I mean, how did, how was it from a fan's perspective? How did you, how did you see it? I mean, it's obviously not everything you want to see having like a six and 10 year. Yeah. I mean, you hit it right on the head. I was getting PTSD when you were talking about all the injuries, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, (laughs) Debo Samuel, you know, everybody goes down. Jimmy G, the court, the starting quarterback, you know, Raheem Mostert, you you name it. They went to Richard Sherman, D Ford, like, I guess, like you said, we go, we can sit here and like spend an hour just on injuries, yeah. but it'll really make my head hurt. But as a fan, it was tough. But, you know, you did – there were some silver linings. Brandon Ayuk, man, I mean, he came out. Everybody was, you know, wanting a receiver in the draft, and everybody was talking about Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb. Oh, my God. Shanahan got the guy that he wanted. He came in, and like you said, he was thrown into the fire. Last season was weird because no fans, COVID, you know. They didn't have rookie minicamp, no preseason. So we didn't know what we were going to get with these rookies. Brandon Ayuk had a hamstring injury in um you know in the off season and training camp and whatnot ota so we didn't know if he was even going to do anything he comes in tears it up he has the hurdle play and the philadelphia game and yeah. everybody's like okay oh, this kid is this kid is the real yeah, deal he's a, he's and he a was legit. fun to watch man <laughs> and then he had javon kinlaw you know we got him after the i mean we were shocked because deforce buckner was traded nobody thought you know kinlaw was going to come in and he had big shoes to fill you know, thrown into the fire, no Nick Bosa and everything. As the season progressed, he got better. Fred Warner became just one of the best players in the league. That was one of the biggest silver linings is Fred Warner, man, just came over and took over 
as the leader of this defense. Heck of a season. Dre Greenlaw showed some flashes, you know. So Jason Verrett, everybody counted him mm-hmm. out, and he had almost a Pro Bowl season. Jimmy Ward, you know, there were some uh, big surprises. Trent Williams stepped up, and he played well after we lost the legend, Joe Staley. So there were some bright spots. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr., you know, with Raheem getting hurt, even though he was hurt, he shined a lot. Um, so there, there were some good things. Kittle, you know, being hurt was tough. But the team fought hard. But when you don't have your starting quarterback and all your players, it's, it's going to be hard to win. But the fact they won six games last year, I was actually impressed. And they were in most of those games. You know, credit to the defense. Robert Salah really had them playing good. Um, but then again, we lost a lot of, you know, defensive players or coaches. Salah went to the Jets. I hope he does well. But, I mean, for the most part, after coming after losing a Super, or Super Bowl in – gut-wrenching fashion than having last season it, it was tough as a Niner fan but there's a lot of optimism they've brought back some key players um you know they got new coaching staff and they kept it pretty much um in-house you know they got cohesion there D'Amico Ryan so as bad as last season was it could have been worse holding number 55 10-yard penalty yeah, you know, you're in a tough division. You know, you had two teams from your division go to the playoffs. You had Arizona already just missed out. You know, so it's always going to be tough in there anyway. Yeah. And then you yeah. put all the injuries on top of that. And, you know, it's just a it's just a mess. And I think, you know, teams sometimes get these injuries where they lose a few players and then they force players to play through little niggles and stuff. And then it gets worse. And, you know, I mean, if we look on to next season, then, you know, you've got some promising pieces there. I mean, you're, you're currently sitting about 7.9 mil about 8 million under the cap. So, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of money to move with draft-wise. Uh, yeah, so not, actually, not an awful lot of wiggle room. <laughs> the, the cap space, actually, it's interesting because this offseason, they also, uh, I know I know those are the latest figures because I was I saw the report today. The latest figures show about 8 million, but mm. it also doesn't have, they restructured D Ford's uh, contract. His right. contract was a mess. So I was looking at it. There's actually about 7 to 9 million more that they're going to get back right. once it all pans okay. through. So at about seven um, to whatever that figure is. So I'm guessing about 15, 16 mil. But you got to say, like you said, um, a big chunk of that is going to go towards the draft, um, you know, about eight, nine million. And then the rest, maybe they get some small veterans. But for the most part, I think they've pretty much done what they wanted to do this offseason. Yeah, I mean, exactly that. I think you've you've signed some, you've you've made some excellent moves anyway already in the first sort of part of free agency. You know, looking down the list, I don't think there's that much more money to be saved here, really. I mean, obviously you said about D Ford there, it's going to free up the money for the for the draft class probably, but there's not really anyone else to move on from. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, is there anyone you can sort of see as a cutable option? Yeah, I mean, so there's there's a few. There's um. Well, they already did Weston Richburg. They they restructured his. He might retire, and then June first he'll probably be out. Um, Lakin Tomlinson, the other guard, left guard, he can restructure and give us about a million or two back. Um, those are two, those are, you know, major guys. Other than that, I don't think we can really restructure Armstead back this season. A lot of people have said Jimmy Garoppolo to restructure, but I just don't think he's going to do it. And it, he doesn't have to restructure, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think Jimmy Garoppolo is such an interesting one where he's just so yeah. cuttable at that 2.8 million dead cap. Like, you know, oh, if yeah. you do, find a different quarterback and we will go on to the draft a little bit later you know yeah. if you do find a quarterback that for me is somewhere where you're going to make a lot of money just cutting him you know you're going to clear 23.6 million just cutting him I mean yeah. what's your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo I mean if we just quickly so, touch on that before we touch yeah, that's, on that's, that's pretty much been the biggest you know topic of the off season for mm. the Niners you know because unfortunately Jimmy's had a hard time staying healthy he's, he's flashed some good skills as he you know came here in 2017 
you know, they threw him into the lineup five games at the end of the season and we went on a win streak and everybody was praising him. And we thought we had our guy. And then the next season tears the ACL after the big contract. I think after the injury, he's mentally not really been able to recover. It's been tough. He took us to the Super Bowl. Mm. The team wins with him. Every quarterback that Kyle Shanahan's coach has had a hard time winning other than Jimmy Garoppolo. So he's, he's done well. And I think he can do well. And the system's tailored to him. And they've really beefed up this offensive line. You know, Alex Mack, Trent Williams coming in. They really bolstered that line. But can he stay healthy? That's the biggest question. And when you can't stay healthy, yeah. you can't develop as a player. So, and I get why there's a lot of talk of, oh, we need a new quarterback and this like that. I, I think, honestly, if I had to guess, you know, gun to my head, I think Jimmy's going to be the starter. They've been saying it all offseason, but they did say they would upgrade at any position. And I think that's why the door's been open and everybody's speculating. Um, the only, op, you know, obvious upgrade of course, would be Watson, but he's got so much yeah. things going on with his play. I don't think that's going to become an option. Um, maybe they trade up, you know, to get a young quarterback. Will Jimmy be there or not to groom him? That's another question. And then the other aspect of it is they said they want to really improve the backup quarterback because, again, you know, mm -hmm. six games we won last season. It's hard to win when you're starting quarterbacks, you know, out, and then you have Mullins and Beathard in. So they, if they keep Jimmy, they definitely need to bolster that backup plant, backup quarterback. Because if Jimmy goes down, I mean, if you got a bad backup quarterback, you're not going to win nothing. I don't. It doesn't matter what team you have, you know. Yeah, so, yeah of course. Especially when he's had the injuries that you, you know, you talk about. Yeah, it's always yeah, good to have yeah. that. Like, yeah, like uh, what's the word? I mean, obviously, backup. Sure, such a hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. I think that's like a good metaphor to use because, like you say, so if you've got someone like, I mean, like you say, John Lynch has stated that that he wants Jimmy to stay. You know, like he hasn't said anything obviously i mean you can call a lot of gms bluffs you know what i mean i'm sure it could change yeah, come draft smoke. time you know <laughs> they i'm sure you know it's all it's all a bit of a poker bluff game with some gms mm -hmm. you know i'm not sure what john lynch mm -hmm. is like that but he has stated that he wants to keep him on the team so if that's the case like i say 100 percent at least maybe even someone like a i mean it's, it's top mm -hmm. of my head trying to think of actually who is a free agent on the quarterback market but someone that's a bit more like a veteran maybe rather than a younger guy just for the sake of that if, if something happens to Jimmy Garoppolo, if you keep him, like, you know, it could be a case of where that is a good position to sort of fill up on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I agree with the veteran take, you know, because this offseason we've seen so many quarterbacks get signed. You know, we just – there was a run last week with, you know, uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, Fitzpatrick, Trubisky, pretty much all the major guys that could have been a backup, uh, Andy Dalton, they all went. So I think the next realistic guy would probably be – um, Joe Flacco, he had a meeting with the Niners last week. Um, he's meeting with um, the Eagles this week. So that's the guy maybe they can get in. He's a veteran. Uh, you know, he knows the system. He's uh, played under the QB coach when he was with Denver. So maybe that's the guy they bring in to become like a bridge type veteran guy. Uh, but again, I think they also might take a young kid in the draft. He, whether they trade up or not, quarterback something they, they may look into the draft. Because again, you just never know what you're going to get with Jimmy, whether he's going to stay healthy or not. And and yeah. you guys touched on it. If they get rid of his contract, that's a lot of money because next season they have Fred Warner and then Nick Bosa they have to worry about on contract. So it's a tough situation. Business is business. Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it'd be nice to have a little bit left over to, you know, carry over for next season. I mean, yeah. the other guy, obviously, Alex Smith is still available. I don't know what he wants to do. He probably wants a starting job. But, I mean, yeah. welcome yeah. him back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love I, for the nostalgia factor. I love Alex, yeah. but you're right. He definitely yeah. wants a starting job. And, and too, with the Niners injury history over the last couple of years, 
I don't know yeah. if we want to take a guy yeah, like Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I mean, maybe not on that guy. You touched yeah, upon like the not. you touched upon the improvements <laughs> on the offensive line this year. I mean, and I completely agree. I mean, you've re-signed Trent Williams. He was just, you know number one rated left tackle last year in the whole yeah. NFL. So great sign. Obviously, he's on the record money now. But and also, <laughs> you know, Mac Jones. Uh, not Mac Jones. Sorry, Alex Mack. Yeah. Obviously, I'm we're, I'm Falcon. I'm a Falcon fan, so. Okay. Obviously, a guy that I, I really like as well. So, I think he's a great sign at centre, which was probably a position which you sort of didn't have the consistency last year on mm-hmm. your line. Yeah. I, I honestly, out of all the signings we did this offseason, I mean, I love Trent Williams. I was so I was so happy because I was panically refreshing my phone pretty much every day. Just, did we get Trent back? Did we get Trent back? <laughs> yeah. But the Alex Matt move to me was my favourite because you're right. We played six different people at centre, man, and there's no stability. When your centre is down, that's the communication of the line. Everything crumbles from the middle. And this guy, Alex Mack, like you said, he's been a solid veteran. He was on the all-decade team um, at, at center. The guy's a consummate pro. He knows the system. He's played under Shanahan. He's going to come in. And even though he's older, he, he, he's smart. He went to Cal. He's going to be able to know like the little nuances and tell people where to line up. He can read defenses and say, hey, look, I need you to be right here. And I think that was a good signing just because he's a veteran and he's a leader. And we need – like you said, the big yeah. word is stability in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, the familiarity of Shanahan, I think, is a massive key point as well, like you pointed out, because as he's had him before, obviously, you know, when he was at Atlanta, he had, when he took him, they went to a Super Bowl. Obviously, we won't talk about that, but it's just a case of where the familiarity, <laughs> the familiarity is there of, yeah, he absolutely will, I mean, this could be arguably the best line in the league. I mean, you know, I don't see why anything else in terms of the play, it could be definitely up there. I mean, obviously it was a top 10 uh, in that, that factor. Like I say, the only sort of weak point was in the middle. I mean, it, it seems to me, and, and whoever is whoever is quarterback, maybe it's Jimmy Garoppolo, a, even a younger guy, even if it is a younger guy, that actually gives them more chance to succeed. You've got like, a, you know, you've got Trent Williams protecting your blind side. You've got Alex Mack in front of you. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it could, could be in a lot of worse situations in some teams, so it's not not bad, not bad at all. I mean, yeah. if we actually move on to talk about the draft now, you're currently picking at 12, uh, correct if I'm wrong, I believe 12 overall. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of mock drafts, I mean, mine included. I mean, the first one I've done, um, of a guy from North Dakota State, which has had a lot of buzz around a fit for the Niners being Trey Lance. Now, obviously, there's questions about Trey Lance because obviously people don't think he can start day one. He's going to have to sit a year. I mean, in terms of a preference of pending what happens to Jimmy G, I mean, would you be opposed to mm. San Francisco trading up to get a guy, um, someone like a, whoever the top quarterback that they're after? I mean, how would you see it? How would you like to see them play it out? That, that's a good question. And I, I love Trey Lance. I think he has a good skill set. I, I agree with you, though. He is a little unseasoned. I know the questions are there, but... I think he has the talent to succeed in this league. If he's there at 12, it would be hard for me to pass up on him, you know, because the Niners quarterback history with Jimmy, it's tough. And maybe you sit him for a year, you let Jimmy do his thing. Um, The one thing I know with, um, the one thing I noticed with Jimmy Garoppolo is, or not Jimmy, but the one thing I noticed with, uh, uh, with, with the 49ers with John Lynch is the fact that he loves, he loves, to make trades in the first round. He's very um, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? He loves, he, he's just one of those guys where he's aggressive. Right, happy. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. very aggressive. Yeah. So he's, he's done a lot of trades over the years. 
I can definitely see him making a trade and saying, hey, look, this is what we have to do. Let's, let's trade it up. So I, I could see him making a move to trade up or trade back. But they're in good position right now where they don't necessarily need a lot. You know, I know they added some cornerbacks, you know, with Mosley and Barrett. Maybe they add cornerback depth. Um, defensive ends a position they can go because Nick Bosa is coming off an ACL tear. You don't want to throw him into the fire. You don't want to put a lot of pressure on him. So defensive end you can get at 12. You can even trade back, get a couple more picks, and say, hey, let's take this kid Aziz Ojolari. He's one of the you know top defensive ends with pretty pay. Um, you give Bosa some help you know, on the line. Or they could take another lineman, and then you get a guy like Rashawn Slater, throw him on the line. If they don't pick up the option on Mike Lynchy, this is a you know a tackle that can play for you for four years. So to me, I don't know if I really have a preference. It's wide open. Whatever they're going to do, I think they'll make the right move. There's an intriguing option now that that's on the table is maybe taking just a playmaker, the best available player. Kyle Pitts or like Devonta Smith are there at 12. Maybe you take one of those guys. It's, it's crazy. But I would not be opposed to them trading up and getting the quarterback because, again, at this point, if you feel Jimmy's not your guy and you would get a guy that's young, you know, you, you can do it. But you have to think about, do you think you're going to win a Super Bowl immediately with taking a rookie quarterback? Sometimes, you know, they're going to need that time to develop. And Shanahan's system is very complex. So to me, it's going to be like a 50-50 thing. And it really depends on if Shanahan feels there's a guy that he can bring in and learn that system within a year or two. Maybe Justin Fields, maybe Zach Wilson, you know, Trey Lance. Um, Trevor Lawrence probably off the table. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that teams often win when they've got a good quality quarterback on a rookie contract. And I think your team is so ready, win ready, you know, in all other positions that if you did bring in a guy to sit behind Jimmy for a year, you could be win ready next year on a cheap rookie quarterback. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I'm not, I'm not Trey Lance's biggest fan, but I think he suits your system really well. And he'd probably be, you wouldn't have to trade up a lot. You probably maybe have to move up above Carolina or something like that. You know, like you say, there's plenty of options if you don't move up. You know, you've got Quitty Pay, you've got Rousseau on the edge. You know, you've got plenty of options. And where you haven't got so many needs, you're in a nice position, really. Yeah, like you said, they can take the best available talent. I think they've, yeah, like I said, they've put themselves in a position where they can they do whatever really they want, trade back, trade up, take the best available. They're in a phenomenal position right now in this draft. So, and I think that's how, I think that's why I really like this offseason that they did because they, if you would have told me two weeks ago that they were going to be able to get Kyle Juszczyk, Jason Verrett, and Trent Williams back this offseason, you know, I would have told you you're crazy because those were their three top, in my mind, the three top priorities, and everybody was worried that they weren't going to be able to get all of them, maybe one of them, you know, whatnot. They got all three of them back. So yeah. I think that was a big win, and now they are just got to set themselves up and figure out what do they really want in free agency. They brought back a lot of players, you know, DJ Jones. Um, they brought back Emmanuel Mosley, Jaquaski Tart today. You know, they've added some depth here and there. They got a new guy, Samson Ebucam. He's a defensive end from the Rams they signed. So that's a guy that could come in and help fill in the role that Ford, you know, has been missing because of injury. So really the options are wide open. If they want to trade up and get a quarterback, they can afford it now. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting because like you say, you've got, um, we've talked about you know, several teams, obviously the, obviously doing well at the moment. The fact that you, you obviously Niners are quite interesting because obviously it was, you know, the injury bug just completely took over. You know, and, and like, we just, like we've just talked about, when it's done, it can't be undone. It's like it's so difficult. So, if you can just have 
the team, even even if you had half the team, half the players that were healthy that were injured last year, it would have been more interesting because obviously it's the fact that you'd have half the guys back, you know. So you've got to say you're in actually like a really interesting position because the Super Bowl window is there. Like it has to be sorted out. I mean, I don't care if people disagree on this because it is there. The Niners, even within that NFC West, it's there. Like there is a lot of talent on this roster that can't be ignored when you put into a team. And like you say, some people argue they're a quarterback away. I don't think that's the case. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo can stay healthy, he can still he he led you to a Super Bowl once. Why can't he do it again? I can't see yeah. why people are going to have. They can't like write that off the table to me, hundred percent. So I think whatever happens at quarterback, I think mm. this team is so in prime to to go on the run. I mean, even with this extra playoff spot in that tough division, I, I still think you could you you're you're definitely up there to win the division. I mean, hundred yeah. percent. You know, I mean, if I was to put you, if I was to put you on the spot, and ask you, like, what is your number one pick? If you were, you know, who's the one guy you want that's sort of realistic at, you know, eight twelve? I mean, have you got a guy that you, I know you said you sort of trust them to get it right and everything, but I mean, yeah. have you got one guy that you've really got your eye on? You know, there, there's a couple players that are my draft crush. Like, I like J.C. Horn, but to me, number twelve, I feel like that would be kind of reaching. I like Aziz Ojolari. Alignment, you know, I like um, I like Trey Lance. Honestly, if they can get Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts, and they're just so much talent. And number twelve, all of them can be there, you know. Yeah. But if they had to take one, I mean, honestly, my if they had to take a quarterback, you know, and they trade up, I would love to get Zach Wilson. I mean, that that's me, like dream pick, dream pick. But I don't right. think they trade up to get a guy like that. I mean, he's great; it would be amazing. But um, if they get a cornerback like Sertain and and or Kayla or uh, not Caleb Farley. Um, J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertain, one of those two guys, I'd be happy, man, because Jason Verrett, although he did resign, it's a one-year deal. Um, and then Emmanuel Mosley, you know, we don't know if he can be an elite top cover corner in this league. So you still need to get that secondary short up. We didn't get Kwan Williams back. He may not be back. So you still definitely need to make sure that your secondary is short up. And, and with the D-line, you know, depth that they've added, it's good. So – if I really look yeah. at it, I would hope to get one of the top cornerbacks in this draft, man. And I think that'd be, they'd be solid because like you guys said, the talent's there, as long as they're healthy, yeah. I think they've got a prime position to make the, make a run in this division. Now, as tough as this division is, this team is great as long as they're healthy. That's really what kicked their butt last season is the health, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, I really like that. I think you'll, you'll probably have your pick of corners potentially there at 12. Yeah. And, you know, I really like certain, like you said, and, JC Hall might be a little bit high, but you know, there's an option to trade down and get JC Hall. Yeah. yeah. You know? So yeah. potentially that's the way to go. I mean, so if we move on to sort of a way too early prediction for next season, you're in this mm -hmm. tough division. You know, the Rams have got their quarterback now. I think, you know, he's a massive upgrade over Goff. Yeah. They're going to be solid next year. The Seahawks, a little bit of a mess with Wilson at the moment, but they're always there or thereabouts. I mean, how do you see yeah. yourselves going next year? So honestly, I I know I know I'm a Niner fan, and I'm going to sit here and say I think we can win the division, but we definitely can. I think ten wins at least, as long as they're healthy, they mm -hmm. nail the draft. They're pretty solid, you know, and I think they can take it to get, um, like I said, get to the point where they can win ten games at least. You know, C Seattle, as good as they are, it all relies on Russell Wilson. He's frustrated. They haven't really helped him on the O line yet, and that's what he's been wanting. So if they continue to, you know, n neglect the O line. That's going to be something that's really going to bother them. I mean, they have a good team, though. You can never count them out. Pete Carroll's tough coach. He knows how to bring that team together. 
the Rams, you know, the best defense in the league last season. We still have Ramsey and Donald. They're going to be a team to, to, you know, a force to be reckoned with. And I definitely think that Stafford, a big upgrade over Goff, but the Niners beat them twice last season. And, you know, with Nick Mullins playing quarterback. So uh, the Niners seem to play them very well. They have their number. So I'm not a hundred percent worried about them, but I do think it's going to be a tougher opponent because of the fact of Matt Stafford there. I, I was hoping we'd get Stafford at one point. He's great. And then the Cardinals have had a pretty good off season. I mean, it's pretty good. You don't know how, you don't know what TJ Watt or JJ Watt's going to bring to the table, but I think he's going to come in hungry with the chip on his shoulder. They got Kyler Murray now entering another, you know, another year in his, his career. It's going to be better. I just don't know about their coach, Kingsbury. I'm not sold on the guy. Um, Hopkins, amazing. They lost their running back. I think they'll draft a running back. And their biggest issue, though, is cornerbacks. If they don't have good cornerbacks, you know, they're going to struggle in this division. But when you have a good D-line, that's going to help take pressure off them. So it's going to be a battle. But I still think the Niners can be at the top of the division. Hopefully we get 10, 11 wins. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, just touching on Russell Wilson quickly, I think that's why he's so annoyed with his O-line, is the division he's in with all these, so good, you know, <laughs> all three of them. I, I, I hate Seattle, but every time yeah. we play, I'm like, ah, this guy, Russell, he always like just does something where you're like, you can't, you can't hate him because he's so good. I hate Seattle, but I got respect for Russell Wilson because this guy is just so good every year. He doesn't. He has like the last ranked offensive line and he's still out there putting up numbers, man. And I feel, I feel bad that he gets hurt like every game. I'm, I'm kind of glad they haven't addressed the O-line because if they do give this guy an O-line, oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't even know what that. You know what I mean? It's like one of those yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I mean, because like you say, um, going on by, you know, big betting guys here, like the fact that when it's going to come to my division picks, I'm going to be like, this one's hard. Like the AFC West is really going to be hard because I, you, I've got to come into facts where, like I say, if you guys avoid the injury bug again, you're up there, you know, like I say. And, and I think 10 wins could win the division because the division is that tight in terms of talent. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. going to be some tight games. It's a tough division. So I think right. 10 wins, as weird as that sounds, could be the division winner, even though it should be more. Like I think 10 <laughs> wins could do it. You know, I think worst case, I think you'll sneak in as a wild card anyway, regardless. Yeah. I think this is a playoff 100%. team, simple as that. You know, if you if you avoid the injuries mm-hmm. next year, just the offensive yeah. line, you know. I mean, last year, the, the top 10 offensive lines, eight of the teams made the playoffs. You know, the only two teams that didn't was actually you and the Patriots. Yeah. The top yeah. 10 offensive yeah. lines. So, yeah. you've, you've improved that offensive line. So, yeah. for me, it's a playoff for any team and it's playoff bound. Yeah. Again, just have to stay healthy and... Yeah, they got to make sure they fill up the rest of the holes on the draft. We got nine picks, so I'm I'm happy. I think, like I said, Lynch is going to trade up and stuff. They can get a quarterback, great. If not, if they can get a cornerback and add some more pressure on that D line, I mean, we're golden, man. I think it's yeah. a yeah. It is exciting times. Knock on wood, you don't get the injury bug, uh, Jeresh. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll cap it off there. Um, I appreciate everybody uh, coming to join us. Uh, I say appreciate taking the time out. Also, we're covering every team, so it's been great to have people on, but really appreciate you taking the time out and talking 49ers with us. Yeah, man. It's been fun. Thanks for having me on here. Always a pleasure. Anytime you want to talk Niners, let me know, man, and I'll be able to jump. Yeah. No worries. On that note, guys, thank you very much for listening. We've still got a few more episodes of off-season talk. We're nearly there, going through all the teams now. We're over nearly over halfway now, so we're really getting towards the end of it. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Take care. Stay safe. Catch you next time.